for radio headquarters and call for an airstrike. Then they sent a, a squad of bombers to blow up the bridge, and all the Israelites were saved. Now, Joey, is this really what your teacher told you at Vacation Bible School? Well, no, Mom. But if I told you what he really told me, you wouldn't believe me. So, the first part, I'm going to talk about what teaching a VBS class meant to me. First of all, you learn by to prepare a class prepared. You have to know all your stuff. You have to know the basics, and you have to learn what you're going to talk about. By doing this, you learn that subject. When I taught, I taught uh, about when Jesus washed the disciples' feet. And I learned the degree of Like it's brightened my life just by seeing the kids and how how they will take what you say and just devour it. They eat it up and they they love it. Uh, another thing is uh, something I might have said might have actually meant something to one of these kids, and they might take it and apply it to their lives. Me and Jordan, we we got to taught uh, or we got to teach the fifth and sixth graders, and. I go in there and I'm thinking, these kids, um, they're not going to know all that much, you know, because it's been such a long time since I was in fifth and sixth grade. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I'm thinking, well, they're not going to know all this mu that much. And, and then I get in there and, and we're doing our lessons and, and they're really listening, they're paying attention. And then, like, we get... Like towards the end of the week, we get kids, you know, just asking questions, and and they're really giving us feedback, and they're they're letting us know that they really understand what we're talking about, and that just really meant a lot to me. Um, these kids, they really they impacted my life. Um, they left an impression on me, just just to be more open, and that I want to try to say that they just they took God's word and new to them and that I learned from teaching that it can be you can find something new every time you open the Bible I saw like when I said that it, I found a new degree of wanting to be a better servant when I was talking about Jesus' feet um, and then I also, also learned that when, when you're teaching kids that you have to be more on their level you can't act like you're older than them even though you are you have to get down on their level and you have to just become their friend we did this when um when they first got there we would we would get all in the auditorium and we would sing and just being there and act, acting goofy with the kids was just a real way of letting them get comfortable with you and so that the class isn't so awkward or so they just they, they listen to you and 
so they think of you more as a friend. And when I, when I noticed this, I noticed that I need to watch how I am when I'm around kids, that I need to make sure that I'm setting a good example. Uh, I just I took a real hard look at myself, and I just realized that I need to make sure that I'm not a stumbling block to anybody. Um, and I'm going to go on, and I'm going I'm to say, why is teaching that important? And I'm going to go to Daniel 12. Verse 3. Those who are wise will shine like, like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. And what this, what this means, especially to me, is it's saying here that those who have knowledge will, will have a certain place in heaven, but those who share their knowledge and will show people the way to righteousness will have a much greater place. And lastly, I want to, I really want to kind of compare myself with Jesus and just to show how great of a teacher he was. Jesus really, he loved his students. He really cared for them. He cared about the soul, not just getting the message out and saying, oh, I'm done. He really cared about that person, that soul. And next, Jesus, he knew his students. He, he knew what they needed to know. He, he, Knew it, he knew how to, how to teach it to them. Um, actually, Jesus knew the scriptures. He knew the scriptures just very well. Um, that's an important part of teaching. You have, to, you have to have something to back it up. You have to have scriptures to back up what you're going to say. And Jesus, he, he knew his objective. He knew what he was here to do. He knew he was here to, to get people into heaven. He was to, here to show people how to get there. And next, Jesus, he, he prayed for his students. He, he talked to his father many times about his disciples and just for the people. Next, Jesus was a, was a great storyteller. Um, he, he, he brought a new, a new thing in the world called a, a parable, and it was a story that, it was an earthly story with a heavenly meaning. And to, to many people, that was a way of grasping something that they couldn't understand, and that was just tremendous. Next, um, Jesus was teaching a new thing that people hadn't really thought of before. He was teaching that servants will be, the, will be in the front of the line in heaven. And so Jesus had to, had to find a new way to teach people this, and so he did, he did a lot of uh, like small groups, and he did like question discussion type thing where like he had the people to talk back and it was just a new form of teaching that many people had seen before more than just somebody standing up here and talking to you and you're not getting to talk back and that's what it was a great thing about our class was uh, there was like four older guys in there and then it was the fifth and sixth graders and there was a lot of talking and, and a lot of question asking and the kids would actually talk back to us and and if we were just sitting there and just talking to them and them not getting to say anything back. And the next thing Jesus did, he kept his, he kept his sermons interesting. He did miracles. He, did, he had his parables. He had his... And um, he just he kept his, people, his students interested. And this keeps them from them, you know, accepting the word more 
then so somebody just telling you what you need to do. And lastly, let's see. I have this prayer. It's a poem. And the author is unknown, but I want to read it to you. I want to teach my students how to live this life on earth, to face its struggles, its strife, and to prove their worth. Not just a lesson in a book or how the rivers flow, but how to choose the proper path wherever they may go. To understand eternal truth and know the right from wrong and gather all the beauty of a flower and a song. For if I help the world to grow in wisdom and in grace, then I shall feel that I have won and I have filled this place. And so I ask your guidance, God, that I may do my part for character, guidance, and happiness in heart. In Jesus' name, amen. We were approaching the second house of the day. Uh, Andrew and I were going up the drive. The previous house uh, was pretty uneventful. Not that it normally is exciting. I mean, it, it's good to go out and door knock. But we were coming up the drive, and we noticed something very, very odd. As we look, we see Barbie doll parts all over the sidewalk. Arms, legs, heads bodies just all over it. We, we, we silently walk, walk through it all, and right before we get to the steps, before we knock the door, I finally turn to Andrew, and I look around, and I say, Andrew, where are we? Andrew, he looks down at the ground, and finally looks at me, shaking his head slowly, he says, Jordan, I don't know. Mark sixteen fifteen says, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Our goal at Maryville, Tennessee, for our team mission trip was to invite as many people as we could to VBS that we helped set up at the Eastside Church of Christ, uh, where the children would have a VBS class like we have here, and the adults would have a class with very different speakers every night. And uh, it, it was just something a little different that they, they weren't used to. But unlike the stateside mission trip, we did not offer like, a one-on-one -on -one Bible study if we had a contact at a door. So to uh, answer my question earlier, where are we? Uh, the back of our shirts say, we were sent on a mission to Maryville, Tennessee. We were on a mission from God. Yeah. About every morning around 9, 9.15, we would take the white and blue vans into a neighborhood and we would pair off with either an experienced door knocker or an older, or an older teen the younger, less experienced uh, team. We uh, were given little packets of paper that had our the VBS theme for each night and uh, the different speakers for the adults, uh, church information, when it all started, and the church addresses on it. Uh, we would we would drop off on the street, usually two pairs, one for each side of the ha side of the street, and we would go house to house until we finished the street. And we would be picked up and shuttled off to another one to, to continue. Uh, usually, if, if we had a contact, we would say, Hi, hello, we're from the Eastside Church of Christ. Uh, this week we're having a VBS. And uh, there are classes for the uh, children. And 
there's also classes for adults, and we'll have various speakers every night, and then at the end we'll have refreshments. Uh, if no one answered the door, we would take her little packet of paper and uh, put it either in the door or somewhere where they could find it when they got home. Around 12 o'clock, we would uh, head back in the afternoon. We would head back to the church for lunch, and depending on what we had planned for the rest of the day, we would determine if we would go out and knock any more doors. Uh, we knocked about almost 600 doors and on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and we talked to about 201 people, so uh, we were pretty busy. Uh, on, uh, Wednesday, on Wednesday after, we, after lunch, instead of going back out, uh, Tim Shoulders, who is the preacher at Eastside, uh, gave us and prepared these folders for us, and it, it's about how to go about a one-on-one -on -one Bible study. And uh, he spent a good hour, hour and a half, going over how to use it and what was in it. It says in the front, sharing the faith, understanding my responsibility to share the gospel. And it has a memory verse on it. It says, it's Romans 10, 15. It says, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. And on the bottom, it says, Eastside Church of Christ, PBS 2004. Uh, this, this little folder here is an excellent tool to use and to know if, you're, uh, if you've never done a one-on-one -on -one Bible study. It's also a good review. Uh, it has uh, many different scenarios, which, if you might, what you might encounter, uh, what, what you should do of different people, of people of different religions, what verses you might want to home in on to and to, to go over. Um, and there was, there was one thing that Mr. Scholz really stressed, and... Uh, he said that when you're in these Bible studies, you can't just go to someone and tell them that they were wrong, and if they don't change their ways, they're not going to get to heaven. Through a, a, a process, you have to uh, get them to read the Bible for themselves and to, to come to that conclusion on their own. Door knocking influenced us and others in ways we didn't think possible. Uh, for many of us, it was a first time to ever go door knocking, and when that, that first door gets slammed in your face, uh, there's no feeling, it's just, it's, it makes you feel awful because uh, you know that that person may never know what it takes to get to heaven and you may, and you know that you may be the only person who could have brought it to them. But there is that one person out of 25 doors, 50 or maybe even 100 who does really seem interested in going to VBS or learning more about God and that person just, just kind of, they kind of make your day and it just makes it a little better. But we were also not alone in our door-knocking effort. Uh, the East Side Youth Group was there, and they were as active in it as we were. Uh, throughout the weeks, the week, the, the teens, teens there seemed more and more confident in what they could do as a group. Uh, they, they have, they're not close to what we have here at a youth group. I mean, they have one, but they, they're not in activities every night of the week. In the summer, they... Uh, they're not as big, and they just haven't been, exp haven't been exposed to as much as we have. So um, they, I don't think they really they realize and comprehend and could comprehend how much they could do for God's glory when working together and how much fun and how you can enjoy each other's company that usually goes along with it. Uh, one night when I was riding to church with Robert Shoulders, who is Tim Shoulders' son, he pulled into the entrance, and I heard him say, I have never seen so many cars here before. That statement right there shows some of the success of our trip. 
uh, we went down there to help the VBS to uh, invite people and uh, and it seems to uh, have a success uh, every night the attendance went up um, night after night until Wednesday night the final night the, attend the attendance was nearly reached the numbers of the Sunday morning numbers and uh, Overall, we had about close to 50 visitors who had never come to Eastside before. And uh, in, this, in this week, we had a lot of fun. We, uh, we learned a lot. And I think that we all grew spiritually and we helped others grow. And that's about it on our uh, door knocking campaign. I want to thank uh, Jordan and Jeremy for getting up here and, and sharing uh, the experiences that they had on this trip. It was a, a great trip. We went to the congregation was was East Side Church of Christ, and there's about 150 to 200 members there uh, normally. And uh, the Sunday night, the first night that we were there, uh, we had they had the most people that they'd ever had in the church history. And uh, each night, like like Jordan mentioned, it grew. The last night we had uh, 224 adults and children there and this year the, the preacher told me on the phone that we averaged over 200 every night and last year they had averaged about 165 so uh, we really felt like we made a positive impact and 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 the church there uh, when we left they were uh, sad to see us go we stayed in in people's homes in the congregation and um, all of them just bragged about how well behaved our young people were and and you know how how much they uh enjoyed them staying with them and, and all that good stuff. So it went just really well. Um, we're going to show some slides here in a minute uh, of, the, of the trip. And, uh, but before we do, I'd like to mention, there'll be a picture at the beginning of the group, but I'd like to mention everybody that, that helped and that was a, that was a part of the team. Um, and as I call out your name, if you would stand and, and everybody just kind of just recognize uh, who participated in this trip. Um, First, we had some adults uh, that really helped out. Uh, Andrew and, and Catherine Phillips, I don't think they're here tonight. But Andrew and Catherine helped out. Uh, John Thomas helped out. Uh, Katie Whitaker and Joan Huddleston helped out. Uh, if y'all would stand as I call your name if you're here. Uh, uh, Megan Fisher is at college now. Katie Hanna, uh, Mallory Fisher, Allison England, Tansy Waldrop, Bailey Hanna, uh, Jocelyn Pirtle. Uh, and, and then Jeremy Burkhart and Jordan Huddleston. Um, all these folks did, a, did a, just a tremendous job. And uh, if you see them, uh, you know, say something to them about that. One thing that I thought was impressive is that out of the nine high schoolers that went, um, seven of them just finished their freshman year in high school. And, and that's, that's pretty neat, you know. And I'm excited about, you know, having them around for a few more years and you know, these guys and girls can just build on this experience and grow from it. And, uh, you know, next year they'll be experienced door knockers and Bible teachers. Uh, so it was just a, a great experience. There's the, the pictures. Uh, that's our group. Uh, without uh, John Thomas, he joined us later on. Look at some of these here. Uh, that's some of the young people there at East Side. And Mallory, I think. I don't know what this girl's name is, but uh, it's just all the classes took their pictures. 
Uh, thanks to all the teachers who uh, gave supplies. We took a lot of the supplies that we had here the week before and took them down there and it just worked out really well. We used a lot of the same decorations in classes. That's an example of that. Uh, there's, a, there's a class. Most of our classes grew every night, um, a little bit each night, and it was, it was neat to see, and several brought their friends each night. There's the other side of that classroom. There's Jordan. Tell he's tired after a long day of door knocking and class. There's uh, Jocelyn, Mallory, and uh, Jeremy. It was a great chance for our teens to bond as well. There's Katie, Jeremy, and, and Megan. Uh, that's Tim Shoulders. He's the preacher there at Eastside. He's been there about uh, two or three years. And uh, they have really been growing. They've, they've baptized several people in the last uh, six or eight months. And he does a lot of one-on-one -on -one studies with people in the community. <clears throat> There's uh, the class setting. Uh, Tim was, he gave us all uh, notebooks with several uh, references for one-on-one -on -one Bible study like Jordan talked about. That's our group there. Uh, there's the front of the building, um, east side. That's uh, Jacob Evans. He's dressed up like the Apostle Peter there. He is the uh, associate minister. And uh, I knew Jacob before we went on this trip. Jacob is, is a guy, he's an associate minister right now, but he's hoping to start a, a congregation in one of the surrounding towns of Seymour or Townsend, and, uh, and he is probably going to be the full-time preacher there. He's an extremely uh, talented guy and funny and all that good stuff. Uh, here we have uh, Catherine and Allison working on uh, decorating their classrooms. We got down there, we spent some time decorating those. There's Tansy. Uh, there's Bailey and, and, some, and Mallory and one of the young girls from Maryville. I don't know who that is, but um, that's uh, Alex on my back. I'll tell you a story about Alex in a few minutes. Uh, that's uh, Kevin Turville. I forgot to mention Kevin uh, that was here with us this summer. Kevin taught the teen class one night, as did uh, John Thomas. And, and uh, I think Andrew taught one night. There's, there's Katie, Hannah teaching one of the young classes. There's uh, Megan Fisher helping them uh, do a class activity there. Uh, there's some of the young girls from Maryville. Uh, that's uh, Andrew and, and Jacob and I uh, before the night service there. We rotated the song leading and, and Andrew and Jocelyn did the uh, puppets each night too. This was our uh, bike excursion on uh, Cades Cove. Uh, more pictures from this would probably be entertaining, but I think this is the only one. Uh, some of us didn't make it all the way. Some of us did. Uh, there's uh, Andrew and, and Allison. Uh, looks like singing uh, Love Like an Ocean there. Uh, Andrew and I led songs each night. There's Joan Huddleston uh, helping the young girls in their class. Okay. That's the end of slideshow. Click the exit. Um, that's the. Uh, it was it was a really good trip, and uh, you know I couldn't have asked for uh, a better group that went. I told them over and over before we went. I said, now remember, let's be flexible, and let's uh, you know remember we're part of the group, and and everybody just you know had great attitudes all week. Um, you know we kind of just did whatever uh, the congregation asked us to do, and what the preacher asked us to do, and. 
And uh, it was just a wonderful week. And I really felt like we made a positive impact on the uh, community in Maribel. Um, let me just share just a, a few things here to close. If you open up to uh, Matthew chapter 18, Matthew chapter 18, we'll read the, the first 11 verses. And I guess just there were, there were three points in here that, that kind of stood out. If you start at Matthew 18, it says, verse 1, At that time the disciples came to Jesus and said, Who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called a child to himself and set him before them, and said, Truly I say to you, unless you are converted and become like children, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. In verse 4, Whoever then humbles himself as this child, he is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. First point I want us all to, to consider and, and remember, sometimes we forget, is that, is that this is Jesus talking here. And Jesus told us that we need to humble ourselves as a little child. You know, if we want to receive the kingdom of heaven, then we need to become as little children. You know, I think that's uh, so important. You know, sometimes uh, getting up and Jeremy mentioned singing the songs with the kids. You know, sometimes if you sit and you sing uh, these Vacation Bible School songs with these kids and maybe songs... You haven't sung since you were a child. Sometimes I think that helps you uh, appreciate, you know, uh, being a Christian. Helps you, you know, maybe uh, have some more joy uh, than maybe you normally do. And then you go on there, and, and verse five, verse five was kind of our theme verse on our T-shirt. Said, "And whoever receives one such child in my name receives me." You know, and the the second thing we got to do is is receive children unto us. Uh, the, the child I talked about, Alex. Um, Alex was not the, the easiest kid to deal with. Um, and I thought it was funny, each night, you know, I'd, I'd try to concentrate on one-on-one on Alex, on getting him to pay attention and, and listen. And I remember about the last night, the third or fourth night, his mom came up to me about halfway through class, and uh, we were going to get a snack. And she said, you know, how's Alex doing? And I said, well, he, he's doing all right. And she said, yeah, you know, he's, he's, got a, he's got ADD and his medicine wears off. Oh, right about now, you know. And I said, yeah, I kind of figured that. Um, but, uh, but, you know, I, I think sometimes uh, teaching children, uh, you know, tests our patience. Sometimes being around children does. Uh, but, you know, Jesus told us to, to receive those children unto us. And and, uh, you know, sometimes uh, children need a little uh, extra attention than, uh, you know, some adults do. But, but I think that's what uh, Jesus wants us to do is um, be patient with them and, and help them learn and help them grow. And then going on, verse 6 through 11, he says, uh, But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for him to have a heavy millstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depth of the sea. Woe to this world because of its stumbling blocks, for it is inevitable that stumbling, stumbling blocks come. But woe to that man through whom the stumbling block comes. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it from you. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than to have two hands or two feet and be cast into the eternal fire. If your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out and throw it from you. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be cast into the fiery hell. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I say to you that their angels 
in heaven, continually see the face of my Father who is in heaven. So first tonight, out of these verses, we need to become like little children, humble ourselves like children to uh, enter the kingdom of heaven. We need to receive children unto us, and we need to not be a stumbling block to them. You know, and, and the guys talked tonight about our example and, you know, how much our, our speech affects youngers, younger ones and how much uh, the actions that we portray, you know, what kind of effect that has on, on those that we teach and those that we're around. You know, and, I, and that's just true. Um, I always think about this verse when I think about, you know, how does my life, you know, reflect or how does my example uh, look to younger ones? And I think about, you know, if, if we're going to be a stumbling block, you know, it'd be better for us to have a millstone tied around our neck and thrown into the sea. Uh, this was something that was very important to Jesus, and that's how much of an impression we're making on little ones. You know, and I think that this week that we spent in Maryville, um, all of us had a tremendous impact on the, the young ones in Maryville, Tennessee. You know, in conclusion... You know, you think about, well, what's the point? Why? Well, look at verse 11. He says, For the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. You know, why, why did Jesus come to the earth? To save that which was lost. Um, and it doesn't matter tonight. It doesn't matter if we're, if we're young, if we're old. It doesn't matter how old we are. The purpose for Jesus is still the same. And that's for every one of us to be saved. Us, those who are lost, uh, to be saved, to be found um, in God's grace. You know, and God tells us in, in John eight twenty four uh, to believe in Him. Therefore I say unto you that you will die in your sins. Unless you believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. Luke thirteen three says, I tell you no, but unless you repent, you all likewise perish. Acts two thirty eight says, Repent, and each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Tonight, the purpose that, that Jesus came is the purpose that, that we go out and that we teach others so that, that those who are lost will be saved. If you have not been saved tonight, the invitation is always open. The Lord's invitation is open to you tonight. If you have um, been baptized, but yet you've strayed away, you need the uh, you need us to, to pray with you. If you have... Uh, any need tonight, if you're ready to put Christ on in baptism, if you have any need, then come as together we stand and sing.